The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? I'm proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, no question who wins. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! If you're Notre Dame, you got to be alert for a run here as the last play of the game. Give it to him. Train him up the middle. He's in. Touchdown, Ohio State. They walk it off at Notre Dame Stadium. Co- Coach, you knew this one wasn't going to be easy, but it came down to the wire. And what can you say about the performance from your quarterback, Kyle McCord, to finish that drive? Toughness. Toughness. That's it. Physicality, cross the board, finish it off, having guts. You know, like I like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio, and it's always been Ohio against the world, and it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. What did they prove to you tonight in this victory that you'll take away and run with? Toughness. Everybody's questioning these kids all the time. We had one bad half the last couple years. That's it. Everybody wants to question these guys. These guys are warriors right here to come back and win. This kid right here to come back in the second half and win. I'm emotional about this for a reason. A lot of people question these kids and say a lot of things about them. I love them. When someone attacks your family to come in and win like this is special. It's a great win for our program and a great win for Ohio State. Wee! My goodness gracious. That was a game 
that was a moment. I don't know, man. This is this is going to be probably the greatest roller coaster ride podcast we've ever had. Because we experienced the highs of the highs last night in this game, but there were some pretty low lows. And uh, we're, we're not the kind of podcast that avoids those, are we, Aaron? We talk nope. about them. We talk about them. We talk about them. We're going to talk about Have it. To. T- yes, we're going to talk about it tonight. I'm Buckeye Boggs. That man down there is the is, uh, Sergeant MVP. And that guy over there is the wild man, and together we make up the OHIO podcast. We're so thankful to have all of you with us tonight. We're going to try to go quickly through these pleasantries. Find us over at BigBanterSports.com. We are the Ohio State podcast for Big Banter. We are also the Ohio State podcast for Fan Sided and Scarlet and Game. You can find us at ScarletandGame.com. Type that in your little search engine. Read Ohio State articles from yours truly and other great writers as well as our podcast there. Find us on YouTube over at YouTube at The Ohio Podcast. A lot of you watching right now, we appreciate that. Facebook, we're there as well at The Ohio Podcast on Facebook. And we're on the X, formerly known as Twitter, at The Ohio Pod. Check us out there. All right, Buckeye Nation, I got to know. How you feeling tonight? How we feeling tonight, Buckeye Nation? Aaron, I think you need to turn your mic down, bud. Okay. Really, really loud, bud. Um, How's that? Way too loud. Got to go ahead and mute yourself and turn her down because we're getting a bad feedback from you. Um, we need to figure out tonight where all of you are at right now. We're going into this bye week four and zero. Oh. This is a huge opportunity for us to get some rest. These guys played a heck of a game last night, Chris. You and I were both in Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about that in the second part of the show. But I want to get your initial reaction, Chris. How was your initial reaction? Well, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, of course I'm happy for the win. It was, like you said, an emotional roller coaster ride. And since I was uh, riding with you, Eric, I'm sure you're just glad I wasn't blowing chunks at the end of this roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know it was uh, it was close. We knew it would be. Um, both the teams, top ten teams. Uh, at times they didn't look like top ten teams. Either one. At times they looked exceptionally well. You know, I thought we looked pretty good on defense. I mean, you're talking about a Notre Dame team that came in average of 46 points, 481 yards of total offense a game, 298 passing, 183 rushing. Ohio State kept them to 14 points, 351 yards total. 175 passing, 176 rushing, kept them below 50% when you combine third and fourth down conversion rate, kept them to 5.48 yards per play for a pretty explosive offense. Uh, coming in, I thought the defense did a pretty pretty decent job. Uh, always room for improvement. Offensively, I think we could have done better. But gosh, Eric, it's hard to deny, uh, you know, Kyle McCord, that last drive, uh, you know, was just amazing. Uh, Travion had some great moments. Uh, Chip came up big. Would not be denied there at the end. Um, I, I had some issues with play calling again. I had uh, – this is my thing. I think for me, um, the big problem that I've got is, you know, we saw Ryan Day against Georgia, and he was aggressive up till the last couple series. Then we saw him against Notre Dame where he was kind of that laid-back coach until the last couple series. If we ever get a complete four quarters of the aggressive Ryan Day, Eric, I might have to resign as the president of the Ryan Day Must Go Club 
Because I'll tell you, I think it's in there. It's in there. And may I just say, thank you, Lou Holtz, for pissing this guy off to the point where he went out and just, you know, at the end of that game, went for it. So, yeah. for, for me, that was it. You know, there was there was some interesting – it's really bad, Aaron, yeah. Um, there was there, – there's some interesting um, points in this game, like Jay Thompson brings up, the fourth down jet sweep as a head scratcher. It really was. Like, that was like, what is going on? Um, you know, a funny one, Eric, that we talked about too, you and I were sitting there with that timeout that he didn't take. Mm-hmm. And – ultimately that's really what may have saved the game for us is the fact he didn't take it because on that intentional grounding, they were able to use that timeout versus taking the 10 second clock run. So, yeah, Yeah. It, it was, it was interesting. You know, I, I came away from this game feeling very similar to how I felt before I went into this game. And when my statement was that this was a coin flip game, mm-hmm. these were two very evenly matched teams. I wrote in my article on the confidence level uh, on Scarlet in game that I felt like if this, these teams played 10 times, Ohio state would win six. Mm-hmm. I still feel that way. I feel like I'm justified in my thinking with this game. Um, both teams made mistakes in this football team, both teams being uber aggressive going forward on fourth ta- fourth down uh, Notre Dame missing a field goal that was literally something like a chip shot for this guy. Um, Ohio State dropping a touchdown pass in the first half. Uh, just so many different things that you can go back and point at and say, if this would have went this way or that would have went that way. These two teams, I said it last night, I'm looking over college football today, the landscape of college football. I still think... These are two of the top four teams in college football. I think the other two are also in the Big in the Big Ten East right now. Now, people, Georgia might have an argument there. Maybe top, maybe top five, right? That mm-hmm. those are the top five teams: Penn State, team up north, Ohio State, Georgia, Notre Dame. Yeah, because the and other by teams, my eyeballs, yeah. Florida State. Yeah, they had the huge win over LSU, but look, they struggled against uh, Boston. No, it was, Florida, it was Florida. They had the big win over, wasn't it? No, Florida State had the big win over LSU. Oh, you're right, Florida State. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then they and then they stumble against Boston College, right? They, and they, they did like, not look good versus barely, an average Clemson team. Correct, right? So I, I think Florida State's a little bit fool's gold. We know Colorado ain't it, all right. So you got the teams out west, USC and Oregon, right? They're one of them's going to eliminate the other one. Washington. Um, yeah, well, you got Washington. The Pac-12 is interesting. That Utah, be- who I think might have one of the best defenses in the nation, but they don't have an offense. Well, you know, half their offense is injured right now. They get if they can, the defense can keep them in there till the end of the season. They may have a legitimate argument. All right, Aaron, are you back with us? Aaron, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Sounded good, buddy. Hey. All, right. All right, I'm sorry there about that, go. guys. No problem. I'm no so problem. sorry. No problem, Aaron. So let's get your quick uh, uh, initial reaction. Chris and I have been kind of going back. What's your initial reaction from the game? Uh, I like the aggression on the offensive and defensive line. Okay, and I know what a lot of people are probably thinking. Why the defensive line? Well, if you remember the first half, they only allowed like, I think it's like 50 or 60 yards rushing in total. Okay, now over the course of the game, you're going to get worn down. Notre Dame used five running backs to wear us down. Okay, that was intentional. 
Uh, but, I mean, we did a nice job limiting their run plays. They didn't gash us terribly. Uh, they really limited Sam Hartman. Uh, the tackling looked fantastic. I was very pleased with that. That was a, a point of concern for me big time. Kyle McCord. I can't say enough about just how cool-headed. He reminded me of Craig Krenzel. I am not going to lie. He reminded me of Craig Krenzel well, just a little bit. There's a, there's one big difference there. Kyle McCord, <laughs> he's got an arm, okay? He's got ah, an arm. Yeah, yeah. Right. hey, man. He Krenzel was a better yeah. runner, though. Krenzel was Agreed. a better runner. Agreed. But I, the decision-making – uh, you know, the ability to make a play at the right time, that was there. And that's what I was looking at. But, yeah, you're 100% right. McCord can can sling it a little bit better than Krenzel. But uh, Travion showed up. Chip Traina, buddy. I told you, Chip. And also, I want to just throw this in there, and you know it's coming. Yeah, here it comes. To, to... Chip and <laughs> Dip. Dip. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that man, I, you know, I, 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 it did just <laughs> Somebody make some T-shirts, all right? Uh, but, no, um, you know, the, the big thing for me was they showed up when they needed to. Uh, we At the beginning of the season, we felt like this was going to look a lot more like 2002. Yep. And so far, it kind of has, you know. Yep. Um, was that Holy Buckeye? It's the most the appropriate pat- place for it if it was. I was just about to say, touchdown, Jesus didn't save him yesterday, did it? Not to be uh, – Weird about Sacri- it, but sacrilegious. he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no disrespect to Jesus, okay? Or, but I don't. Or the or the Pope. Hey, you or know the what? Pope. Maybe I, Jesus yeah, is just but, a Buckeyes fan. Hey, that's facts. That's a fact. G- he wasn't on I, Notre Dame's side yesterday. Uh, Brian Oberst. Holy chip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, gosh. but I I don't know if that counts as holy Buckeye or not, man, or you know, but. It was certainly a play we needed, and they yep. made it. All right, letter grades. Let's jump into it, guys. Offensively yesterday, Ohio State had 240 yards passing, 126 yards rushing for a total of 366 yards, 5.6 yards per play, 19 first downs, 10 of 17 on third down, 1 of 3 on fourth down, 25 minutes and a second on time of possession, no turnovers, offensive letter grade, Chris. You know, I'd love to give them an A, but I just can't. I got, I got to go a B, and I'll tell you why. The failure to get the fourth and shorts, um, I, I think that's something that could come back to haunt us later down the road if we can't get that fixed. Um, the other thing is, for me, uh, we made some stupid penalties on offense, specifically uh, Josh Fryer's penalty. Um, I, I feel like... If we can clean that stuff up, maybe we're working towards that A grade. But right now, I got to give him a B. Aaron, yeah, I went with a B plus, and it's similar reasons. You know, we didn't turn the ball over. We did quite well taking care of and protecting the football. Uh, but some of the penalties were a little stupid. And in retrospect, I kind of understand now about Fryer's penalty because, I mean, Lou Holt, he said that we weren't aggressive. Said to bring our lunch. Josh Fryer brought the lunch. Unfortunately, there was a flag with it. so He, he brought you know. it and threw up on it. That's what he did. Yeah, he, he did. But I, I respected it. They had a good output. Uh, Yeah, so we had Brian. Brian Oberst gave the offense a B plus. Larry Daniels gave him a B plus. I gave him a B minus. 
Uh, I thought this was a C kind of day offensively. Um, I don't think the offensive line did very well. But at the end of the day, that last drive, as someone said at the beginning of the chat early on, it was probably the drive of the century or one of the better, best drives in um, in college football history. Uh, Four Horsemen, what is the grade for the O-line, especially at center? I got to give them the O-line brings that letter grade down for me. That's why I'm at a B minus, so probably yeah. in the C range. Well, how many times did McCord get sacked? Um, once. Well, no, it was zero. But that that one play where they gave him intentional grounding was pretty no, much sack. No, no, he he got a sack once. He got sacked once. He got sacked one time. There was two tackles for loss. So you think one sack is an average performance? No, but I will say this: they were being manhandled, though. I don't think we got the same push in the run game that Notre Dame was getting from their offensive yes. line. And well, our defensive line said it in the post game that that was the best offensive line they've ever played against. That's quite the compliment right there. JT's played against Penn State, the team up <clears throat> north, those teams, and they all said that was the most physical, best offensive line they had ever played against. That's something, and quite frankly, if we're going to get into it, let's get into it. That last drive that they had, Aaron, if they would have just kept running the football, they probably would have won the football game. Yeah, but they, I agree. They, they put the football in the hands of their quarterback, which is that that's why that's why they keep that's why they brought him in, right? Mm -hmm. Is is to win games like that, but. Man, I don't know. You just they you just keep running the football, run the clock out, make us burn our timeouts, and we we hadn't stopped it. We couldn't stop it because the offensive line. So that's that's why I gave the offense. I'm a little bit weary of our offensive line. Hey, listen, it was the weakness of this team coming into the season. We knew it. Yeah, we all knew it. And Look at them. They're getting better. There, thank you. That's what I was getting yeah. at. Yes, they are it much better for Indiana. From Indiana to last night, world of difference. Yeah, do you well, – let's talk okay, – we're going to get into this one next. So the Four Horsemen says, do you do you agree that we had no pressure on Hartman? Let's talk about that. But first, let's give our defensive letter grades. Uh, I'll go first since I went last. I think the defense, to, in my opinion, was an A-. minus. Whenever you only give up 14 points as a team <clears> – <throat> You are expected to at least score 17 or more to get the win. Okay? So the defense did its freaking job yesterday. They weren't perfect. I understand that. Uh, Pat, uh, they gave up 175 yards passing, 176 yards rushing for 351 yards total, 5.5 yards per play. All of these look very similar to Ohio State's numbers. Look especially the yards per play, 22 first downs, 5 of 10 on third down, 0 of 2 on fourth down. So they got off the field. Time of possession was 34-59 in favor of the Irish and no turnovers again. But there was all those fourth down turnovers, but we're not counting those. So I gave them an A- minus on the day as my letter grade. Uh, Aaron? I, uh, I also went with an A-. And to that person's question, I agree. We didn't get to him enough, but we did. We did. You got to also take into consideration, too, their run, their, their whole offensive strategy was to utilize all five running backs and wear our defensive line down, and, and it worked. 
But at the end of the game, what happened? We got some pressure on him. JTT almost pulled a, what was it, Penn State from, a, what, a year or yeah. two ago? Almost yeah. did that. I mean, we got, the, we got the pressure that we needed to get at the right time. But overall, I do agree. We didn't pressure him as much as we needed to. But a work in progress. We're getting better. Chris? Yeah, I want a B plus. Um, I feel like the, the defense overall did a pretty good job. Uh, and, and as far as the, the defensive line getting pressure, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Aaron, but I think that Michigan for the last two years has kind of shown the way to offset that defensive pressure a little bit by doing the, you know, just running the ball and, and doing those three-step drops to where, you know, you, you don't really have time to get back there with three or five-step drop. You know, it's, it's – I think that they've kind of – most teams are now, I think, adopting that to try to offset JT to Luau and Jack Sawyer and Michael Hall and, and, and Talik Williams. I mean – um, I thought they did great in the run game up the middle. Um, you know, that was that, that kid's a load. He was coming in averaging well over 100 yards a game. Estimate, we, we handled Estimate. And we handled their, him. It was, it was the their scat guys. backs. Their scat and, backs were all over And us, as Aaron man. said, that was the plan. I mean, if you look at the <clears> amount <throat> of time. And, Eric, you and I commented on it over there in Pittsburgh. Look at how much time they were on the field in the first two quarters. Yeah. They were gassed in that second half. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I couldn't give them an A. We didn't – again, we – and I personally want to know how JTT did not get credit for a sack on that play, by the way. Yeah. Um, they credited it as a run loss on for Sam Hartman. But, uh, yeah. A run loss? When, a, yeah. A, a, lo- a lost yardage due to a run Ru- as opposed rushing to – A rushing loss. A rushing loss, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, but I, okay. I went B plus. I think that there's room for improvement, but I think they were solid. Aaron, what was yours again? Uh, a minus. A minus. All right. Cool. I want to yeah. write that down so I don't forget. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. Let's 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 hand out some Buckeye leaves, guys. Um, this is gonna be a, this could be interesting. Aaron, I don't know. I, I've all day one long one and only one. I, Aaron, all day long I've been thinking when we get to this portion of handing out Buckeye leaves, I can. Only you remember imagine. my prediction? For Aaron tonight, right, Eric? Because we had this uh, discussion last night of how many Aaron was going to pass out. What, what was it? Was it four? Three? Three? Three offensive. Oh, you think I'm giving three? Oh, I can only oh. give one. Oh, oh, you think I'm giving three? Watch this. Oh, yeah. there's 11 of them on the field. Yeah, I was going gonna... to say. <laughs> that is if you're on. Left there's the 11 on the field <laughs> if you play for Ohio State, that is. Yeah, that's right. Point. Yes. Apparently, math the math department at Notre Dame is uh, a little lacking. Oh, uh, shoot. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's do this. Let's start here. Let's go with our – let's just start from the beginning, Aaron. Hit me. Offensive player of the game. Who you got? <laughs> I just went with Travion Henderson, man. I would love to give several. I thought about Cade Stover because he kind of kept us going there in the beginning, but ultimately I got to go with Travion, man. All right, all right. I'm I'm shocked. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm shocked by that, but cool. Why? Right. Why? Because because you always give out more than one. Like when it, especially when it's close, you're like you're like I'm gonna give one to everybody. I'm because I believe in giving everybody a trophy. 
It was a team. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, you, do. you do when it comes to Buckeye leaves. Well, hey, you know what? <coughs> wow, that hurts my feelings. Yeah, Did you see that yeah, comment? Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> wow, that's hey, it, At least I'm not the, uh, you know, the head coach of LSU's caddy. I don't know what uh, the why, why are you here right now? <laughs> oh, he's ba- he's ba- he's making fun of fun of Brian Kelly with that name. Yeah, that's what all that is. That's funny yeah. though. Um, it is good. That's he, he is really funny. We we like yeah. him. Yeah. Um okay, Brian Overs, I'm with you, dude. I I'm with you. I think Sammy uh, posted that same thing. For me it was Kyle McCord. Listen to this the the final stats on the final drive. This is why I'm calling him Iceman. 3rd and 10, 27 yard pass to Egbuka. Fourth and seven, seven yard pass to Fleming. Second and 10, 19 yard pass to Harrison Jr. Third and 19, 21 yard pass to Egbuka. <laughs> dude, dude, have yourself a day, young man. Come on. He went up that drive. Okay, this is going to hurt some of you Notre Dame fans, but that drive right there probably put Sam Hartman out of running for Heisman. Because when you think of Sam Hartman, you're now going to think of what Kyle McCord did in your house. We've seen that at Ohio State. We've had we've had candidates. Hey, he's a Heisman candidate down to the very end. He goes into that game and he gets outshined by the co- other the opposing team quarterback, and now he's no longer mentioned. So I, I'm going to go with the Iceman as my offensive MVP, Chris. Yeah, I did too. And I'll tell you another play that you didn't really mention in that drive, Eric, which a lot of people would discount is the clock play. How easy, and Aaron, you can speak on this as a coach, how often do guys get a penalty on that clock play because they don't wait for guys to get set when they're rushing up like that? That is very common. Very so, common. In fact, I was waiting for the flag to come out. Yeah, I really, point, I really felt like he did everything right on that last drive. And I thought he had a decent day up through there. I mean – there again, room for improvement, but he's what five starts into his career. So yeah. you know, yeah. let's give him a little leeway. I think that what we saw last night, you know, I don't want to put too much on the young man right now, but that's the kind of things that legends become made of, right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, dude, dude he is on the same trajectory statistically, and with the control of the offense that C.J. Stroud was. Except for one other thing. C.J. Stroud lost that game two years ago. Oregon, against, yeah. Against Oregon, where McCord won it. So I'm not, I don't want to compare the two because I think that's unfair because yeah. C.J. Stroud was really good statistically. But I'll tell you right now, and, and again, this, this almost hurts to say this. How many times did C.J. Stroud beat the, the our rival? He didn't zero, zero times. Uh, at the end of the day, you can have all the stats in the world, but you, there's not a stat that judges the size of your heart. I think kids got it. He might not be a raw, raw guy. He might not be the type of person that, that is, is, is talking trash and doing all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Brian Oberst. <laughs> Thanks Brian. Yeah. He beat the Jaguars today. <laughs> yes, he did. Raw. We're not talking about the NFL, though, although he did look really good in the NFL today. But I'm talking about on the field at this stage in their career. 
I'm not sure McCord isn't ahead where Stroud was. And you know what? McCord's got, I think, more guts. He ran the ball. It was the ugliest daggone slide I've ever seen because he went head first. It is ugly. But you know what? When when he had to, he ran, tucked and ran. Yeah. A little athleticism there too, man. I I was impressed. (laughs) Hey, man, I got it. Brian, you must have a mom like me. We got good moms. Thank the good Lord for that, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's go over to the defensive MVP of the game. I got a kind of a surpriser for you, but we'll start with you, Chris. You know, I think there's a lot of ways you could have gone here, but as far as the player of the game, I'm going to go with Latham Ransom. Uh, you know, he was kind of all over the place yesterday, made a couple of really, really big hits, and he led the team in tackling with 11 tackles. I'm with you. Give him two. That was kind of my pick, too. Um, I went back and watched it today after looking at the stats. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. He had 13 tackles, seven solo. And I went back and watched the, the game again today. Well, this, this and afternoon. that hit that him and Sonny Files put on. On the fourth down, yeah, before we just lost Chris there. Uh, on the fourth down, him and Sonny Styles on the stop. Yes, that was huge. He also had another big hit, too, later in the game. Uh, so Brian Ober says give the whole secondary a – uh, the whole secondary of Buckeye Leaf. Aaron, what you got? Who's your defensive MVP? I don't know, but it's good to know that there's two other people in the chat that uh, enjoy participation trophies as well. Now, <laughs> uh, I also make it three. Uh, you know, I've had my reservations about Lathan Ransom this season because uh, several games this season, he's met a running back in the hole and completely whiffed. That wasn't the case last night. He was, he was back to the Lathan Ransom that I, I feel like we all thought we were getting when he came to Columbus. So give it to him. Yeah. All right. Let's go over to now the – let's stay on the defense side. The defensive play or hit of the game. Chris, I'll let you go first. Uh, defensive play of the game, man, there was a lot that we could have went with. But I went with uh, <clears throat> AT2 Muel sack that wasn't. That was huge. That drove him back and put him in a, a bad situation. Negative yards on that uh, made it tough. It made it so they couldn't convert and get that first down. You know, yeah. That's what really I think set up that game-winning drive. Aaron, your defensive player hit of the game. Uh, the the play you just mentioned about uh, the fourth down stop where uh, Ransom and Styles came across there and made the stop. I felt like that was a crucial play at that time. Yeah, that was a big one. But I'm with you. I'm I'm with you, uh, Chris. I went with the JT sack. I think that actually gave us a chance to even get the football back because yeah. it set them behind the the chain so far back. After I think they had gained two first downs right away, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're moving the ball and the, and the clock was being sucked down. That stop, and then of course the next one where he almost had the pick and stopped the clock. But that that actually that play set everything into motion. Um, so that we could get the football back and then go get the win. So that was big for me. Uh, Aaron, the offensive play of the game was this one should be pretty easy. I'm pre- pretty sure. I know a lot of people are probably thinking, well, it's Chip's touchdown run. It but is. I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a different one. Okay. Chip does Chip doesn't run for that touchdown if Kyle McCord doesn't complete the pass to the two yard line to Emeka Egbuka. For yeah, me. That was- that was the play of the game. Was that a third down? It was a third and 19, right? 
Uh, I don't remember the yardage, but yeah, yeah, I believe it was a third down. Yeah, because it was right after the grounding call. Yeah, I think that was a third and nineteen, if I if I recall correctly. Yeah, um, I, I went with the I went with the uh, chips touchdown. It's iconic. It's going to be a call that we hear for the rest of our lives. It's the holy Buckeye of this generation, possibly of the national championship run. So why not, you know, give it to him? That's the way I'm looking at it, Chris. Yeah, I, I got to go with you. Uh, that young man was not going to be denied on that play. I don't think if they would have had 12 guys on the field instead of the 10 that they were going to stop Chip Tranum on that play. He was not going to be denied. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's what's crazy. I like Now, so since we're here, let's talk about it. Sammy agrees with you, Aaron. Few people they only did. had 10 players in. Okay? The player that they were missing <laughs> – was, was that the, right end? Was the right defensive end, and that's exactly where we run the football. If he was there, do we get the touchdown? I don't <clears throat> think we do. Oh, I think we do. He was not. Chip was not going to be denied there. That's going to be debated forever. If it they had be. eleven players, if they had eleven players, that gap that Chip went to wouldn't have been there. Somebody would have been saying. in that gap. That's why I went with the other play with Egbuka because Chip wouldn't have even been in a position to make that run if that pass wasn't completed. The ta- the tackle came the tackle got through and, and got his hands on him. The linebacker crashed down and was untouched. Again, yep. here's here's what's crazy. Go back and watch the play. Um, Simmons, the left tackle, blocked mm-hmm. nobody. Well, that was an ongoing theme by half the night. I was about to say, <laughs> come with Chris on that. <laughs> he blocked nobody. And we, we managed is, to squeak uh... we managed to squeak the ball across the goal line. I don't know, dude. Like uh I don't know that we score there. I'm just being honest. I got a question for you guys regarding that kid. Which Why one? did we, of all the players we could have went to the transfer portal for, we got the most penalized player. In the country last year. I was year. wondering if somebody was going to bring that up. That's yeah. who we decided was like, yo, I want that guy. Well, do you want the simple answer, That's a answer, guaranteed Aaron? flag. Do you want the Let's simple answer? It. Sure. The top, one, the top ones went to Michigan. Cut and dry. That's fair. And, the top, the and, top transfer tackles went to Michigan. And there were two other ones who were in on, and they, neither one of them decided to come to Ohio State. One went That's to – That's crazy. One, one went to went Notre Dame, to, didn't they? No, I was gonna say I thought did one he? did, but maybe not. Maybe. I thought yeah. maybe I heard something about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't recall. We'd have to go back and look, but it's it's, it's all it's, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not so sure that Robert's not onto something here. Uh, he's yeah. he's a freshman. He's inexperienced. But is it time that Luke Montgomery gets put in and, and see what he can do? Well, I'll tell um, you. I don't know that he could do much worse than what we're seeing out of Simmons right now. And, but, but at the same time, does, does that making that change or move now disrupt the growth, the overall growth of the offensive line? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It will affect how they have gelled. So five games is a, or four games is a lot of time that they've spent together. Quarter of the uh, season. Preparing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. All right. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. We come back. We're going to talk Ryan Day, Lou Holtz. Hang tight, everybody. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, here we go. Aaron's, Aaron's getting a... Taking a taking a break. He got y'all hurting his feelings today. My gosh, all these comments hurting. I can leave the show. I mean, if y'all don't like me, we like you. <laughs> we like you. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Move. I ain't that soft. Let's get it. No, we know you're not. So let's get into this, guys. I'm probably not going to take the stance you guys think I'm going to take. Ryan Day's comments, although I love them. You let an 86-year-old man get to you that much? Come on. Really? What I do don't you- care what got to him as long as something got to him, for the love of God. Hey, that's locker room material. Deion Sanders is making his season based off of that. But we see where that's landing. Yeah, where did that get him? I got okay, him but we're not Colorado. We are tremendously better than that. But it's working is, for us. Do we need both? Do we really need that to get ourselves fired up? Like if it that's helps. what fi- if that's what fires you up, then what are you doing? Seriously. No, you don't need it. You don't need it. It's it sure fuel feels on the fire like that's did. already there. Okay. All right. Let me say this. Yeah. I am. You I Brian. Robert. Says, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been talking. I was gonna say I've been talking all season about how soft our offensive line is, and they have been until last night. They looked much better last night, but they have been softer than baby crap all season long. That's I'm not gonna sit here and pretend they weren't. 
this this is what okay julia's yeah. on it julia's hitting on it okay it wasn't just comments by lou it a look at the social media the past four weeks i completely agree with julia i think she's hitting the nail on the head with this okay he's had Which, enough he's had enough and he's he's, yeah. he's sick of it he's going to start defending his players <clears throat> why take it out on national media on an 86 year old coach who he has a relationship with this is what happened okay lou holtz and ryan day know one another do you recall when lou holtz was at ohio stadium was it two years ago where they brought him in for uh as one of the assistant coaches for woody hayes that won the national championship it was a spring and they, game and they honored yeah, yeah they honored yeah. him and other coaches yeah. right and he got the standing so. ovation and everything and ryan day you know talked about how awesome it was to have lou there and you know obviously they had talked and 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 that relationship was building i think right that what lou said hurt him like emotionally hurt him it, it hurt it, it hurt his feelings like aaron's been hurt today. yeah and he lashed out <laughs> on national media if you go back and go back and listen real close to right before he speaks and jerry the um the uh, media guy yeah. from ohio state says take a breath ryan and ryan goes watch this <laughs> yeah. And then he gets and he unloads on uh, you know on national media. Like I think Lou Holtz actually hurt his feelings. And and he and like Julia said, this has been building up for weeks and he lashed out on national media. Um yeah, Julia makes a good point <clears throat> too. Then Lou should have respected Coach Day. Lou called him out by name. Yes, he did, yes. but Ryan Day's also the head coach of the football team. That comes with the territory, you know, um, it's it to me, it's, I would have, I probably would have said something if I was Ryan without saying Lou Holtz by name, but you bring up a good point, Julia, Lou also mentioned him by name, which is why maybe Ryan felt like it was okay to, to release the dragon here and let it all out. You know, you know? what? Let's get out there and make a few enemies. Let's get fired up and, and let people know that. Make a few enemies, saying. Chris. Thank I'm pretty absolutely. sure. Like, we you know have what? He should feel lucky them. it was Ryan Day and not Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer would have went and kicked him in the crotch. Like, I don't want to hear any of this. It's business, not personal. It is personal. Well, my my business is personal. This is what I do. If we don't perform, if we don't win, I don't have a job. So yeah, it is personal. I don't care if you're 186 years old. I am glad he did what he did. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> I don't get mad at my geriatric Dude, grandpa you, with dementia. Dude, you won't even use your mean. real name. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. You're scared to use your real name on a comment. Just quit. It's it's his handle Ridiculous. on YouTube, Aaron. It's <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Mr. Caddy. <laughs> uh, according to Irish fans, uh, Day has no class. If that's true, what does that say about Lou Holtz and his class? Uh, this is so class. This yeah, this is so juvenile. Dude, it's so juvenile. <laughs> that's it's why we love it, it Aaron. Yeah, that's why. That's, yeah, a, that's you... exactly why we love it. <laughs> that's exactly why. Sarah's getting fired up for you, Chris. She's All right. Like, yes. Oh, uh, they. Hey, there you go. There you go. Look at that. 
He's calling Finally. you, buddy. There you go. Finally. Anthony. All right. Pleasure, Anthony. All yes, right. Anthony. Good to see your name. Oh, Julia, we have plenty of enemies. Yes, we do. We need we now need to walk the walk. Yeah. Okay, so let's 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 move this forward. Because I I was listening to I want to give them credit. I was listening to Doug uh, Le Maurice and uh last night his his uh, immediate reaction of the game. And he said that he feels, and he knows on a media side of things, he knows Ryan Day better than anybody. He's interviewed Ryan Day more than anybody else in the media has. He has more one-on-one -on -one time with than anybody else in the media because he's been on the beat pretty much longer than anybody. And he's very well respected by Ryan Day in Ohio State. And so they, they usually give him more opportunities to interview Ryan Day. So... Taking that into account, he said that this has been building on Ryan Day ever since the first loss to that team up north two years ago. And that the narrative of him not being tough enough or physical enough has been wearing on him, and it all came out last night. What do you think about that? I, I don't believe that it's wrong. I, I think that's probably 100% accurate. But you know what? You don't want to get that, you know, you don't want to get that reputation. Go out there and prove you're tough enough. And I think they took a big step towards that yesterday. Not only did Ryan Day take a step towards that, but you look at a kid like Marvin Harrison yesterday. You know, this is the second week in a row that he's gotten banged up. And I'll tell you, we saw the season flash before our eyes. Two weeks Again. in a row, Eric. You you had even mentioned it last night. You thought, uh, if this is anything, he's going to shut it down. And that kid gets his helmet and goes back out there on a sprained ankle and goes out there and contributes. And I'll tell you right now, and I truly believe this, uh, and I believe even Day referenced this, if Marvin Harrison isn't out there to draw those double teams, I don't know that Igbuka is open for those one-on-one -on -one opportunities. Yeah, I, it was – so. But, you know, I, I think a lot of these guys, whether it's Josh Fryer, and yeah, it was a stupid penalty, but whether it's Fryer, whether it was, you know, Day, whether it was Harrison, these guys went out to, to make a statement and say, you think we're soft, well, we're going to prove to you that we're not. And I think that's what happened. Agreed. I don't see, I don't see how we go any other way with it. If they're not soft, then they're just not as good as Notre Dame's offensive line. I'm, I, I, I'm but, not but, being, I'm not being, I'm, I'm just being. That truthful. may be a fact, Eric. You know, we may not have an offensive line as as good as that team up north. If okay, here's the thing. But you know what? We just gotta we gotta step up, be better, and show that we're tougher, whether it's, it's mentally, physically, whatever. They've also only played four games together. That team up north's O-line has a season or two in their belt working we're together. At a, we're at a crossroads here. And I don't I don't I maybe we're the only podcast right now that's going to get to this, but the other ones will eventually catch up with us. <clears throat> we're at a crossroads here. Ryan Day because he's been questioned about his toughness and winning in the Big 10 in the trenches so much has tried to in a way beat his head against the wall on short yardage yes and it's been unsuccessful yes and and he and he's getting frustrated with it 
That's what the whole end around was about. Okay. Yeah. I got to try to do something different here on short yardage. So because of that frustration, we have to decide what kind of offense we are going to be and go with it because we can't mm-hmm. be both. It's the not team working. has no identity. It's not work either. We are going to say, gosh, darn it. Whether we we're going to Woody haze this thing and we're going to three clouds, three yards in a cloud of dust, or we're going to say, you know what? Let's, we got a quarterback. We've got great receivers. Let's just wing it. Let's go. But and the, you know this, what the problem with that theory is though, Eric, is that we've got some offensive linemen who are good in pass protect. And we've got some offensive linemen who are good in run blocking. Do we? But we don't have anybody who's exceptional at both. I'm just telling you guys, man, like and, when and we played Georgia, back to, when mm-hmm. we played Georgia, he let it loose. Let's go throw the football. What do we it's who we are, it's our it's our identity. Let's go do it. But then but then all of a sudden, where's that guy go? And we try to run it on third and one and fourth and one. We beat our heads against the wall. Yes, we scored the touchdown on it. And you celebrate toughness. Yeah, that's great. We all love it. You're comparing but, apples to oranges, man. Last year's team. Help me out, brother. Well, last year's team in the semifinal, you can't compare to the fourth game of the season this year. Yeah, you don't have a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback right now. We he can talk there, about how right now. Well, we can talk about Kyle McCord's trajectory being better or similar than C.J. Stroud's. Okay, and he won against you know a comparable game that that C.J. lost to in Oregon. But the difference is that Oregon team that played Ohio State played against a real trash defense. Yes, this is two years of defense and experienced defense that mostly played together last year. Now we have an offense that hasn't played together. We got experience outside, but where does the game start and stop? The offensive line. Where do we have the least experience? The offensive line. They have not gelled together that much. We're four games deep. Now, if we make to the national semifinal, that could be entirely different. What you saw last night will look entirely different eight, nine, ten games from now. So we can't compare a team that had two years of experience under their belt with C.J. Stroud in against Georgia at the end of a season to a team with no experience together four games deep into a new season. Fair enough. Uh, Julia Fitch, do we look better than Oregon or Washington? I don't I, – can I be honest? I haven't really watched, watched them. So I can't, I'll tell I've you, Washington – I've watched Washington, and Washington looks for real. They look good. They, they, got a good they fly around man. on defense. Yes, they do. They have who I think is going to be the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Uh, you know, I really believe that Washington is a for real team that could maybe finally <clears throat> be one of the 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 guy who breaks the Pac tens or Pac twelve's curse and gets a team into the playoff. Sammy liked what you said there, Aaron. You got one vote from him. There you go. Well, thank you, Sammy. Uh, Frank, uh, who whose opinion who I who I uh, respect quite a bit. I hope we gain an identity as the season moves along. And as McCord gains more experience, I hope this line gels. That's the key to either being a CFP contender or a two loss team. I agree with everything yeah. you guys are saying. Okay. Yeah. But here's my point. 
is Ryan Day's concern about being tough and and changing the narrative about toughness. Does that affect his ability to clearly identify the most positive aspects of this team offensively when it comes to call, play calling? Well, first of all, let's not mistake tough with physical. They're, they're two different things. You can be mentally tough, and I think that's where we are lacking quite a bit. Do you? <clears throat> I do. I think at times, and I think that's where Ryan Day suffers at times. I disagree with that. I think I think I think that Ryan Day and and exactly what you're saying is is to the fact that Ryan Day lacks that mental toughness at times. Marvin Harrison because if he's letting if he Marvin Harrison is a different beast. I'll tell you what I'll tell you that right now. Marvin Harrison is mentally, physically, he's just tough, physical all around. But you know what? I do believe we lack some physicality on the line. But mental mental toughness, I think, is is something that we lack in a lot of positions. Now, that could be a lack of confidence, aka you know McCord coming in the first few weeks as he's starting to to try to get comfortable. I think that one's been cured. I really do after that last drive. Uh, but day, you know, his inability to win big games, uh, all the people whispering in his ear. The, the very thing you're talking about, Eric, as far as, as you know, him trying to, I guess, basically please people and be more tough, is, is that him doubting himself a bit of a mental toughness that he's Frank, lacking? Frank just answered my question for me. I just think Day isn't ready to let the <clears throat> chains off of McCord, which hinders his aggressiveness. Okay. Thank you. That makes sense. And I, I can believe Thank that, you. too. That makes sense to me. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, because I'm watching. I'm watching this game, and at times, like that last drive, like <laughs> that's letting it all hang out right there, right? Yeah. But then there are at times it's like I gotta, I gotta play safe, and you know, uh, Julia says Coach Day was looking for respect. R e s b e c t. Right. That's Ryan Day got some of it last night. I think that he definitely got respect. We played his clip at the beginning of the of this. Um, of this uh, video of a show yeah, tonight. wasn't it somebody asking about when Day was going to get some uh, audio yeah. time there at the beginning of the show? Uh, yeah, a while yeah, that's back. That's right. That's hey, right. Anthony's yeah. got a good question here. Okay, uh, check that out. What do you all think of this, fellas? Notre Dame still has a shot in the playoffs because everyone in the Big Ten today still has to play each other. Everyone will at least have one or more losses. Agree? Yes. Yes, I do. But, but here's you. the thing I will say with Notre Dame. If you looked at their schedule, the stretch it's coming up. Oh, it's, it's They brutal. have Duke. Yeah. They've got USC coming up. Louisville. Louisville. Who's undefeated. Yeah. Uh, and scores a lot Clemson. of points. And Clemson. <clears throat> you've got you've got four legitimate challenges on that They schedule. absolutely will not fall in the polls very much. You can't. That no. game was so close. Neither team should fall. Uh so if they can win out, they, if they Notre should Dame be a wins team. out, they they have a very legitimate shot of being a playoff team. I absolutely agree with that. But a lot of that will depend on how USC and Ohio State does. Um, <clears throat> because if one of those two teams are in, like, well, you have to beat USC first off. You can't go 0-2 against Ohio State and USC. That probably eliminates you. 
and you can't trip up against someone who you aren't expecting to, such as a Duke or Clemson or Louisville. Um, Donald Hoffer, uh, mental toughness is a hard thing to evaluate, especially only watching a team through a TV screen. That's true, Donald. Now, if we are there to see the day-to-day operations of the team, I think it'll give a better light to make the that evaluation. That's that's a fair statement. I don't disagree, but yeah. But at the end of the day, this is Sammy. This is what we all agree with. It needs to happen in that game. It yeah. needs to happen in that game. Um, but that's a long way off, and there are some <laughs> serious roadblocks ahead of us. Our Including next game. Next game yeah. Our next game in two weeks after the bye week. Is it gets an undefeated Maryland team who and they're is no joke. rolling. They look good. Rolling. Uh, you've got Penn State coming in the shoe later uh, in the month of October. They are so much more improved, guys. They look hungry. In they fact, might be I'm, the best team in the Big Ten, if not the nation. They right look now. like the best team in the Big Ten right now, all combined, offensively, defensively, as a, as a complete team. <coughs> they look like the best in the Big Ten. So, you know, you have that. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about. We don't have a game to preview this week, so we won't have uh, we won't have preview videos for all of you. We will be back in a week. Uh, when we come back in a week, we're going to have all kinds of different topics since it's a bye week to talk about, including looking ahead at the remainder of the schedule, where this team is at, any news we want to talk about, anything you guys want to talk about. Shoot, we might even have a special guest next week. So don't forget to come back next week, 8 o'clock Eastern, right here on this channel. Now, I want to say this. Yesterday, Chris and I, we were at the uh, OSU Alumni Association of Pittsburgh at Mike's Beer Bar. We had an absolute terrific time once again. And we have put together a little short uh, collage of video for all of you from we interviewed some people. We, we've got all kinds of different things in this video. This is how we're going to end our show this week for all of you is this video. So make sure you check it out. And uh, if you're ever in the Pittsburgh area, by all means, head out to that restaurant. It's a great restaurant. The food is absolutely, oh, it's so good. Uh, and if you're a drinker, there's just so many options to choose from and of course if you're there to watch a a Buckeye game with the Alumni Association it the atmosphere is electric it is hey and the best part is you don't even have to be a member of the Alumni Association to stop in and and party with them because I'll tell you what they welcome anybody uh you know we were actually really heavy on non-alumni members there last night Eric which I thought was really a great time nope no one no one guessed the uh the score so all right this is how we're heading out everybody be back next week eight o'clock eastern we're gonna have another great show for you next sunday night enjoy your week everybody enjoy football next week uh until then uh remember be kind to one another io someone's oh and seeing carmen ohio with all your heart till next time oh io io go bucks when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.